So I have a basically lifelong connection to Davis High School. Welcome back to the news cycle. That's Will Arnold, the current mayor for the city of Davis. I'm Marie Anderson and today is Monday, May 15th. The city of Davis has had a huge impact on Arnold as both him and his parents went to school at Davis High. Graduated high school in the 90s and try to give back to the school. I volunteer as the as the announcer for the high school football games and for the high school basketball games and I've done like robotics tournaments and a few other things. Arnold went to college in Oregon and majored in political science. However, his interest in politics began during his time at DHS. When I was a student at Davis High, I was really up in the sort of mix, but I was the student body president and class president. After joining city council in 2016, being re-elected in 2020, and finally being sworn in as mayor this past January, Arnold wanted to make a difference that would help future generations. This whole time serving in this capacity has also been rewarding and fulfilling for me personally, but a, a real opportunity to, to help give back to the community. Throughout Arnold's entire life, he has dealt with a physical disability that limits his ability to do simple tasks unassisted. However, he doesn't let that stop him from achieving his goals. I was born with a um, pretty severe and obvious disability with my arms and I was also born with a hole in my heart and needed open heart surgery when I was 18 months old. That was successful. Much of Arnold's volunteering work has been helping individuals with both physical and mental disabilities get the support they need. When I was in high school, I was part of a group of folks that both put on and, and I helped participate in uh, leadership camps for uh, youth with disabilities, um, involved myself in that as a youth. I uh, more recently served on the board of directors for Summer House, which is a local nonprofit organization that serves adults with developmental disabilities. Maneuvering through life's many challenges with a physical disability allows Arnold to have a more open, accepting view of the problems other people are going through. I will tell any person with a disability that they've got, they, there's also something special there because they have no choice but to, to navigate the world in a different way. Due to Arnold's strong connection to Davis, him and his wife Nicole, who have just recently celebrated their 10th wedding anniversary, decided to raise their three children here in town. Their oldest was born with a developmental disability. He's the happiest, most fun guy I know. Always kind of down for whatever and always, always down for a laugh. His two youngest are elementary students. We, we have a lot of fun as a family. We like, our, we like our road trips, we like our comedies, we like jokes. Arnold's favorite memories include family trips, but one special memory of his children was when he announced the football games at Davis High. And I have a nice view of of the whole game but also the whole stadium and seeing my kids running around that exact same place it it fills me with joy because i know that was a was a meaningful part of my childhood growing up arnold currently has two jobs firstly mayor and then his day job which involves working for the department of transportation at caltrans in public affairs his second passion besides politics is media and writing which was developed also in high school as he was a part of the Blue Devil Hub for his second semester of senior year. He continued journalism into college. 
when I was in college at the University of Oregon, I was the news director at the campus radio station, as well as the anchor for the for a, a news broadcast that was produced four days a week, hosted another show that was like a sports talk show about the Ducks. I didn't name it, but it was called Quack Smack. Arnold's advice for students involves knowing the importance of the fact that life is not a direct line and that there will be bumps along the way, but never give up no matter how hard it gets. And so my advice would be don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on the uh, on the work that you want to do. Don't feel as though your path is charted at any time. Next, we have a movie review by Ben Mitchell on the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. For the first time in six years, director James Gunn's iconic crew of misfits and criminals returned to the big screen with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Marketed as a tentative conclusion to the series, the third installment in the franchise manages to tell a story that's unique enough for it to rise above the rest of Marvel's recent films. The film follows the titular Guardians of the Galaxy as they go on an interstellar quest to protect themselves from the High Evolutionary, a sort of space-age Dr. Frankenstein type who played a major role in one of the Guardians' past. Unsurprisingly, the film's biggest strength is Gunn's direction, which has consistently stayed fresh in an industry that is increasingly formulaic and lazy. Gunn has created a universe populated with some of the most obscure and bizarre characters and locations to ever grace the Marvel canon, and yet it still remains both fun and believable. Despite representing a step up in quality from the previous seven iterations of the Marvel formula, Guardians can still feel like it's pulling its punches at times. Several scenes feel like they're building up to major character deaths only for those same characters to be snatched from the brink of death at the last minute. Who can say if these moments are the product of the studio wanting to keep their options open for future movies, or if Gunn himself is just too attached to his characters to play rough with them. Either way, the result is jarring. Beyond that, the movie suffers from a sprawling cast, swollen after two movies and a made-for-streaming special, which Gunn clearly has no idea what to do with. Two supporting characters are seen only briefly at the start of the film before reappearing for the final act, as if no time had passed at all. Even series mainstays like Drax and Mantis are all but left behind. The script aims at character arcs for both of them, but instead they both just have dramatic character shifts in the final 20 minutes for no reason other than because the film needs to end. In the end, Gunn really only has time for Quill and Rocket, portrayed adequately by Chris Pratt and fantastically by Bradley Cooper, respectively. Without going too much into the meat of the story, both characters walk away with satisfying conclusions that push them into genuinely new territory. For the news cycle, this is Ben Mitchell reporting. Next, we hear an audio editorial by Carter Gleason on the importance of extracurriculars. Schools should eliminate homework. Extracurriculars should have higher priority than homework because your extracurriculars could directly tie to your future. You also already spend six hours plus at school every day. I have to carefully plan my time every day to navigate through my schedule to get everything done which can induce unneeded stress. Although homework gives the student more time to review problems and spend more time on a subject, it has many side effects. Some of the most common problems with homework are more stress for you and your family members and physical health problems. In seventh grade, I experienced me and my family members having stress through my homework. My parents worried that soccer could be keeping me from straight A's. So if I wasn't able to turn my homework in and get full credit, then they threatened to take soccer away. Another reason why homework is bad is that it takes up a lot of time that children can be using to do something more productive. 
like working on their futures. Homework takes up teachers' time because it can be challenging to have to grade so many students' work. Teachers would have to would have more time to grade or spend time for themselves as they didn't assign homework. My dad is a high school English teacher, and he hardly ever has time to do anything else but focus on work on school days. Overall, if there was no homework, then everyone will become more productive with other activities and less stress, and there will be fewer mental health problems. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to briefly introduce the two new podcast producers for the 2023-2024 school year. First, we have Noah Meyer. Could you introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, hi, I'm Noah Meyer. I'm a sophomore, and um, I'm really excited to have a fun and efficient podcast next year. What is the most important thing that you're hoping to accomplish in the next year? Are there any changes that you want to make specifically that you've been excited for? Oh, no, really, next year I'm really excited to hopefully grow our listener base and just have a good time. Awesome. And next up, we have Rowan Rising. Could you tell us about yourself? Hi, I'm Rowan Rising. Um, I'm a sophomore at Davis High. And what is your most favorite part about getting to be on the Hub staff next year? Um, I'm really excited to be able to talk to people um, and just say what I want to say and be able to um, reach out to people. Thank you both. We're so excited to have you both producing our show next year. I think it's going to be a wonderful show, and I think you're both going to make wonderful changes next year. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Maria Anderson and Nana Grigor. Our executive producer is Elliot DeYoung. We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the News Cycle with your friends. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com. And don't miss our radio broadcasts Monday at 8 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow the Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Twitter at DHS Hub.